Because sometimes this <coughs> process of practice is um, three kinds of viveka. Viveka, something means something like uh, non-bonding. Eka is a kind of oneness or unity. Viveka is a is a non non-bonding, not not getting blended or bonded to. Kaya viveka, chitta viveka, upadi viveka. Kaya viveka is a sense in which you're actually coming into your own embodiment rather than being bonded to environment, circumstances, things that are going on around you, so forth, kind of social realm. Chitta viveka, you're not bonding to the um, resonances uh, that's, that that surround and move the chitta feeling perceptions from external contact feelings and perceptions from internal contact the mind becomes upright it's a matter of intention isn't it yeah so there's meditation about having a nice feeling or a not nice feeling or profound thoughts or not profound thoughts. So it's not about any of that. <laughs> it's about uh, knowing the high, the low, the ugly, the beautiful. Not bonding to it, not getting pushed by it. To handle it, you don't you don't get away from it by running or ignoring it. To handle it with the kind of vigor and a certain zest to it, there's a kind of joyfulness, even strange kind of of uh, glee. <laughs> you know, just in handling your own pain, even it's really. Uh, feeling it we don't care anymore about trying to feel one way or another you just want to be with that because it's only through handling it that you're going to get uh, that freedom arises so freedom is a very like love it's a kind of one of those words that people throw around and yet it's not a simple thing it's not a it's not a cosy thing, it's not a comfortable thing. Freedom from cause and effect, which is what Upadi uh, Viveka means. Really, this is the freedom from the rebirth, current trends, tendencies, which is all about cause and effect, karma, vipaka. Being this, becoming that. Having been this, I will be that. Now I'm this, I want to be that. Having been this, I could be that. I should have been this, I will be that. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. So that's, that's, that's rebirth, onward becoming, and this uh, process is called stop. Stop doing that, you know, in, in the simplest <laughs> way you can put it.
that certain things are necessary for that, for to be able to stop. Stop cause and effect, stop looking for results, stop saying I've done this for so many years, when do I get the, the rewards, the gold medal, the certificate, the stamp, approval, the happy life, the comfort, the ease, the, everything's going swinging along real, everything's real steady now, you know, when, do the, when do I get that bit? You know, that's, that's, the, that's what we, we look for, isn't it? And that's the kind of, uh, that's, that's exactly where you get the hit. Because <laughs> it doesn't happen. So that, you know, <coughs> looking a bit further and trying a bit harder, and look a bit further, a bit harder. This is all the strategies of self-view. This kind of contracted thing that wants to hold have a bank account. There's no joy in that. No real kind of fire in that. No, it's not sacred. Self-view is, is always this kind of uh, contracted sense that stops us being fully realized person. We're living a personal life, but you're also you know, really looking at the how it is rather than the, you know, what am I going to get out of it. So certain things are necessary for that. We have to have that firmness, the upright, the, you know, like the, so you're getting the body energy straightened out and getting the, the intention straightened out towards, towards harmlessness and goodness and clarity and non-distractedness. All that. Then what is necessary, you know, what is necessary, you know, is this the, 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 uh, Priceless flaw, the precious necessary flaw, the necessary wound, the bit that doesn't get cured, that's what's necessary. That's what you get anyway. That's part of the deal, isn't it? That's what we all have. So sometimes it's that, that sense of, uh, you know, we, the voice of it speaks. Sometimes it's a kind of voice of, of sadness and, oh, I can't, no, you know, I never really, can't really make it, kind of sad, defeated set voice. Or it's this kind of frustration, raging frustration. When am I going to, I tried to get this going. You get that sense or that kind of impotence. It's kind of, you just can't make it, you know. Sense of doom and doubt. This is ever going to work for me. That doubt that gradually kind of tears, tears into the heart. Is this ever going to work for me? 
No. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. Simple, isn't it? So now what are you going to do? <laughs> Does anything ever work for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never has. So we get this in various ways and sometimes it's not that clear. We can think it's a topic. We think it's you know, people around me get on my nerves or particular bits of routine or situations that I don't really dig and I don't get into or it could be, um, you know, particular pains in my body that never seem to go away or it could be a particular kind of mood of anxiety or depression that kind of takes over me or a sense of aloneness or a feeling of being misunderstood, something or the other, you know, and it's kind of something vague and you kind of, oh, well, never mind, push it away. Oh yeah, but never mind, nice, you push it away. <laughs> and then you try, well I'll just get over the top of this one, cruise over the top of this one. <laughs> it doesn't do it that way either. <laughs> so you have to meet that. And you realise actually this is the, the so this is really a crucial um, theme, you know, meeting it. This is where you're actually meeting, you realize this is Mara. This is what you always wanted. What your process always wanted was to, was to be able to find this Mara. You don't overcome Mara until you actually find Mara. And still you don't overcome Mara, but you know it. You know the shape of it. You know the voice of it. You know the feel of it. You know how your body feels when it's, it's under your skin, when it's wrapped around your skin, when it's wrapped around your throat. You know, you know that. And there's that sense of uh, this is what you needed. Mm. But you have to really know it very fully, not bond to Mara. Mara is rebirth. Mara is becoming. Mara is cause and effect. Mara is self-seeking results. So there it is, you don't bond to it though. You bond to Mara. It means you start to believe in it, follow, follow the paths that he opens for you. Little kind of places, comfort zones, or apparent places where we start to contract into our selfness, into our poor meanness, into our, our hopelessness, into our impotence. And we, we lose the grandeur, the joy, the vision, the fire, the, the uh, boundlessness. So it's always like that. You, you know, when, it, when the Mara gives you a hit, gives you a good hit, something that kind of contracts into our, into our pain, and it hurts. It's not, it's not a light matter it hurts and it feels real and it's me and it's my life and I never can and you know and it's the same for me as it is for you sure, and different causes and things bring it around mm. and then when you're in there it's like it always has been, always will be 
saying, oh well, what can you do? So, you know, this is where we, we come off the fire, we come off the, off the edge, find some way we don't have to meet that anymore. And Mara just takes you for a little walk through the rest of your life and the next one and the next one. <laughs> so it's, and it's always, yeah, you know, it's Mara is a pretty effective um, agent, doesn't, no pushover. The Buddha said the world is in his grip. Few, is, few get out of this because most people, most minds, most uh, want to bond to something. So you can't, you don't bond to this, that, you bond to Mara. Believe in it. But this is the necessary one because it, it's a kind of, uh, you know, if you go one way, then basically you're just in the in the wheel on the wheel round and round. But it's also that possibility to to really do this kind of daring. You turn. You don't really want to get rid of that. You just want to feel it. Actually, open the body to that. Feel where it is. A certain kind of courage, fearlessness about that. This is why you need really need the strengthening of uh, these meditative practices to get your system into training tune up mm. not, these are not unnecessary you have to be firm get very firm to uh, find that kind of you're actually tuned up and then if you want to release you've got to be really loose you know, it's not, it's not a, you don't want to firm to the point of becoming rigid, brittle. You want to be firm like a tree, something bending, natural, <coughs> twisted, uh, just what it is, not like anything else, natural. And, and you, you, it's really, it comes through you know, just using the kind of language references I've been talking about, there's an energetic quality to this. Image energetically spread. We have the, as we talked about the upright axis of mindfulness of breathing up and down, you strengthen that way. Then you start to open <coughs> around, so coming up to the skin and even beyond. So you get your energies learn how to move out. And branch out. It's much more diffused. It's got the same sort of pinpointing quality to it. So very often you need something that gives you the pinpointing <coughs> in order to actually, like, write it in big block capitals. You know, this is 
you know, get, know this energy. <coughs> and then you begin to feel it suffuse and spread and widen. Open it out. There's a kind of emotional quality to that as well. Mm. What we call patience, vastness, spaciousness, uh, equanimity. There's a kind of emotional widening. It's not so up and down. It's not so, so uh, you know, happy or unhappy. It's, it's wider. It's more spacious than that. There's a kind of loosening <coughs> and widening. This is really, you know, though you may, may just kind of put this on hold for a while, you find your own ways with this. And if, you under, if you get the main point about meeting that, then you'll probably find your own ways. But I'm, I'm saying one way you can do this, you know, is by actually kind of extending and loosening your energy body. See, normally we're quite held in ourselves. We always imagine that somehow we're inside this bag of skin and meat. And this is where I am in here. And I end either at the edge of my skin or perhaps even a few centimeters inside it because I'm so contracted. You know, or bit, you know, we don't even occupy the whole skin bag. You know, everything about the throat downwards is gone. <laughs> They're just kind of stuck in one little zone. <laughs> so you know, you've got a whole body even. But the idea is you get this whole thing and then you go beyond it. You, you know, you're actually, this, this skin thing is kind of inside. This is the kind of the inner core the hard wiring, if you like, of something actually extends all around us. And you, you know, just kind of bear that, just put that, put that there as, a, is this possible? Is it like that? You know, you know, just feed it out. Can you, can you do that? Can you imagine that? See what happens. You, you kind of imagine what's coming out of the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet, your eyes, your temples. It's kind of radiance very much associated with awakened beings, isn't it? Why do they do that? They're just for kind of colour effects. A bit of razzmatazz, a colourful halo you can put on to woo the public with. It's just the fact, energy, you know, the more you practice, the wider energy field gets because you're coming into the largeness of, of the human being. You have to. You can't do it as a, as a contracted being. You can't do it. Because that's that Mara's got that in the grip. That's the that's the self-image. Yeah, it's the bodily counterpart to that, held in by. You know, physical contact, held in by the sense of what other people might see me as. So I've got to kind of hold myself in. Mm. In community life, in nice life, you get this a lot. Being seen. Holding, holding the impression, holding the form, and it, the stakes go up, don't they? That doesn't let up. You get the stakes go up. The further up the line you get, the more you're seen. So there's this kind of tremendous pressure that wants to push you in. 
but that's 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 the practice. You know, you feel that, and you just refuse. It doesn't mean you don't have to. You could, you have to kind of run away, or you just you just because it's not a matter of of what other people do or say. It's a matter of whether you believe in it or not. <laughs> Take it on. Get intimidated by it, trying to be the best, trying to be good enough. Those kinds of doubts and pressures, trying to be as good as some other, you know, reverent being who got to be that good because they got they weren't frightened of being who they were. That's how they got to be their size because they weren't trying to be like somebody else. They were just going to be themselves, and that's it. and live out the person rather than try to the self is not the self is always the contracted image partly it's it's what we what happens to us social contact is one aspect of that but whether we take it on or not so you know that's another way of looking at it isn't it It's, it's coming out of that it doesn't mean you have to drop the standards, drop the renunciation, drop the precepts, you know, dump the robes or whatever it is. Because then you, you can contract into another form. It's not as if, you know, it's people who don't keep precepts are any less contracted. <laughs> you know, being loose doesn't mean being morally loose or being sloppy or careless. It means extreme sense of there's a sense of real clarity of, of you keep the upright axis and you start to to expand from that not lose it you expand from that you know your center you know it's always going to be nameless and undefined you don't even try and know it yourself nothing there tells you who you are it tells you where you are how you are and what you can do but it doesn't tell you any, can never tell you who you are. So anything in your mind that tells you who you are is Mara. If it tells you you're good, that's Mara. If it tells you you're bad, that's Mara. If it tells you you're hopeless, that's Mara. If it tells you you're winning, that's Mara. If it tells you you're enlightened, that's Mara. <laughs> There's nothing there that can tell you honestly who you are. Isn't it wonderful? Because you're free from that but then you to really repel you to kind of expand because the tendency is to kind of to always contract we look you know to find some place where it isn't where the pressure isn't find some place where the the despair isn't or the nagging isn't. And so there's that kind of withdrawal, retracting. This often means that parts of your body get very intense sometimes, like that. You get these kind of intense sensations, intensities of energy in your chest or your throat, or your belly or somewhere tight, tightening up. And that's his... Um, you know, this is both uh, uh, is obviously a, has a problematic quality. It's also a key because this is where we need to actually expand around, through, above, 
get out, get around that, come out around that. Yeah. So if your energy body is extended, so you're not just purely internalized, so you've got you've got this sense of there's an around. Which is soft, which is which is loose, which is like a cloud. Nothing holds that because it's not held in by tissues and muscles. It's not held in by sensation and feeling. It's much subtler than that. And sensation and feeling they are they're held by Mara. So often we come to the boundaries of ourself, the psychologically the boundaries of ourself, the boundaries of our body, the boundaries of our emotions. Sometimes this is the feeling of you can't go past this. This is the end of where you are. And then you just look over the edge of that. Hmm. What is it? So obviously in a physical sense this is the easiest way to do it. You come to the edge of your skin and you just start feeling into the space around you without losing the centre. It's not drifting off, it's keeping it, extending the centre, coming out to what's around. And it's not seen, and it's not heard. Yet there is a kind of an aroundness, a sense of vastness or spaciousness. Or, and it's perhaps you, the only way you can really sense it is a diminution of pressure, a, diminu- a diminution of a sense of being internal, in, you know, held in, you get a sense of that, there's a largeness, that's perhaps the best way you can call it. There's also a, uh, a soft vitality to that. And it's those are the textures, you know, suggestions you can breathe into, breathe in, breathe out, into that space into that vastness and you can feel whatever's in your body surrounded by that and you just put put those two together and uh, you let them sort it out So it requires real purity of intention, which means you know as much, as far as intention can take you, as far as karma can take. Karma is intention. You know it takes you so far to the upright, to to the being here, to the resolution, and then there's the end of karma, which is the whole real crux of the practice. You get to the end of karma, which is the Means you know, now it's nothing now can be done through through any kind of effort, any kind of intentionality, any kind of action. But it doesn't mean nothing's going to happen. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. That's why it's a release from karma, from self-view, from me doing it, from me operating, from me getting somewhere. It's a release from all that. You have to hand it over, hand over your life hand over your body, hand over your mind, hand it over. First thing, easiest thing is just handing your body over, which perhaps isn't that easy. 
but why we have this sense of really knowing the body is it's less bonded to the body as we are to our, our mental patterning. This body is going to go in a lifetime. Mental patterning is not going to go in a lifetime. It's a really made a deep commitment to that. So this is we're a little bit able to, you know, kind of give it away. And you get that sense of the gesture, the real viveka, the relinquishment, the what's called patinitsaga, thorough relinquishment, vosaga, complete surrender. You know, which uh, is is a synonym for nibbana, for the moment that the if you like the springboard to nibbana, it just becomes that complete relinquishment. That's that's the considered to be the kind of the last thing that can be said before it's off the map altogether. And so, body, breathing, giving it away. And then the edge of the emotional body. Emotional body is that kind of what keeps it together is this kind of sense of something there kind of preening it, nursing it, mm. kind of worrying over it, being annoyed with it, being angry with it. Something is always kind of absorbed in it. So it's so important. It's more precious than the physical form. Give it away. But it's always the emotional body is always bounded with some sense of if you really get to the edge of it, you feel the, the fear, um, the despair of it. Because nothing's ever really going to finally go your way. It's always there's a boundary of grief around that. We don't want to go there. Separation from the loved. Everything is mine, beloved, and pleasing will be separated from me. Yeah. I don't want to go there. That's the edge. But you, when you can bear that edge and you realize it's an important edge, the, the, the non-achievement, the not getting it, to, you know, that mood of it. There's a kind of freedom. Breathtaking. And this is this kind of flush of uh, compassion, equanimity. It's kind of it's not without that. And the edge of the mind of the of the knowing mind, 
uh, defining our psychological capacities, our strategy bodies, which are coping and managing and calculating and measuring how much of this and when will this and that so forth. But, you know, and there's a point where they're stymied, aren't they? Trying to get it together. What I'm going to do about it? How to make something out of this? There's a point in which it doesn't, you know. And we've reached that probably, you know, many times. You're sick. You know, you can't sit up. Can't, you know, meditate. Don't feel good enough. I'm sick. Splayed out on the floor. <laughs> Hope, you know, can't be in there. I'm confused, I'm this, that or the other, my mind doesn't, won't behave, whatever it is, physical, too much noise going on, too many people, too busy, too many duties, too many things to think about, never going to get it together, you know, juggling 12 plates too many, you know, the edge of that, you know, the real sense of impotence and failure. So there's a mood there, but also this kind of recognition of this is all you've got and it doesn't work. So we can, of course, retract into some feeling of doubt, despair, Injustice, you know, feeling resentment, self-pity, blaming, you know, shrink right into all that stuff. Or we can kind of, yeah, Uh, just really, you know, talk to some really wise beings and they just kind of nod. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But uh, you know, go, go go the other way. Don't don't retract. Just keep going. You expand around that. That so sense of how just being with the unknowable, the uncertain, which was you know that Jin Chah's almost his main teaching. Uncertain. You don't know. You know we want to know what's exactly the right. Standards, what's exactly the right way to do this, that, and the other? What's the right technique? What's the right place? What's the. Just don't know. My now, uncertain. What's happening tomorrow? Uncertain. Who are you? Uncertain. Where am I? Am I a stream entry? Am I a Petuja? I'm going to be reborn as a turtle? Uncertain. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. So, you, you know, the idea is you, you, you stop. Why, for the realized being has got beyond doubt. Doubting mind is the one that's always is something that's always trying to find certainty in some idea or another. And you, but to first first level of realization, you just know that 
stop. It doesn't mean you have to kind of suppress things. It's just knowing there's a there's a place where this this is, goes so far, and that does, goes no further. Your ability to handle and cope and manage things, wonderful as it is, great as it is, very much appreciated as it is, but it goes so far and no further. Go into that that bit, the no further bit, and just really. This is the precious gift, the necessary flaw in the system. There's something you really is a kind of humility, and a sense with that some awe. You know, suddenly, you know, you're not just in this system, which is, yeah, you know. Pretty remarkable, but it doesn't actually work in terms of, of nibbana or release. It doesn't, you know, it, it, it's great, but it doesn't work in terms of release. You release from this, and that means what I've been saying. So to do this, it, you know, in order to be loose, you've got to be firm. But you're only firm in order to be loose, to hold, so that your your energies just don't contract around some alternatives. You know, it's not that kind of looseness where you lose one plot and you just kind of collapse into the next one or run into the next one. You come out of the off the script, off the map. Sometimes you may experience these things as a kind of, like a wedge of frustration, grief, impotence, pain, sorrow, some kind. You know, however you sense it, it's kind of physical, somatic, or emotional, or whatever. That's that's the bit, and then the stories will start. If you bond to it, the stories start about how you are and all you ever really want to do is to have a nice little place somewhere where you can be left alone and be a peaceful, calm person and, you know, be quiet and get enlightened and after all you've tried so hard and really is it, you know, kind of yada, so on kind of thing or, well, you know, dad, your dad said you weren't going to make it and he was dead right because you're a complete failure and life's a miserable loser or whatever you need is a nice little someone who's going to look after you, make a cup of tea in the morning and after you an apple pie with your breakfast and pat you on the head and say, well, good boy, are you? Yes, yes, I'll have one of those too. <laughs> so the stories go on, you know, or how you're never going to find that. But that's, 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 that's the stories you you know we're never lost to write them. It all the scripts are, are freely available. Download at will. But look at it another way. 
just really almost swell into your into the wound, open into it. How is it? How does it move? How does it feel? It happens in your body. Breathing into it. Mm. Just to, to really be more present with that. Be present with that. Resonate with that. But don't bond to it. Expand around it. And there's this kind of moment you just sometimes you just find yourself giggling at <laughs> kind of corny old things, or just the sense of the emotional shift can occur. You may feel kind of uh, light, or you may feel suddenly teary, or you may feel joyful, you may feel a kind of pang of a kind of sweet, sweet sorrow, or even burst like something like power, like a kind of rage. Energy, sh- energy shift can happen like that. Shift in your in your way of looking at things, your attitude. You know, suddenly you kind of see that a silly little bit you've been fascinated, you know, toying with, fondling, and a shift. Sometimes you feel a shift in your body energy. Something seems to drop or open, and that's the. You get the sense of this is this is the release. Realize, oh, I wasn't just this little bit. I'm bigger than that. Mm. And of course, if Mara says that's what you are, that's that's another <laughs> lie too, isn't it? But there is that. And that there's no that doesn't have to go anywhere. It's it's satisfied. Mm. 